Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I get this phone call today and it I, I pick it up and what it is it's like hello you have a call from Cincinnati Correctional Facility from Jenny oh do you want to accept I'm like, and I hung up I hung up right away <laughs> uh and then and then I get like like four more calls from the same number and I just let it go straight to voicemail and I, and the entire time I'm like I know this is a scam I don't know anybody in Cincinnati first of all second of all Jenny who would I know in, but but the irrational part of me the one that's like oh no I want to help people I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what if Jenny really needs help oh my god what if Meanwhile, like <laughs> someone from like your past 15 years ago who only could remember your number or something is like, I know who I'll, I'll call. I'll call Brandon. Always dependable and, like, she's Brandon. she's rotting away in some Cincinnati <laughs> correctional facility because you couldn't pick up your dang phone. Jenny, I'm sorry. <laughs> everybody i'm travis hey everybody this is brandon welcome to apathetic enthusiasm the podcast for your ears <laughs> the the podcast for your ears next week podcast for your nose follow oh, are we we're gonna have an rss feed of just smells <laughs> uh side a tulips maybe Maybe we could be like those old books that you'd get when you're a kid where like, all right, when you hear this sound, turn the page and then the book will just be like pictures of things and then we'll have smells <laughs> that go with the pictures with a tone that tells you when to turn the page. Maybe maybe what we'll do on one episode of this this show is we'll, you and I will show pictures to each other and then we have to describe to each other what those sound or what those smells are. You know, so like I, I, sh I show you a picture of, of red vines in a blueberry icy, 
And you you described to me the smell. Wow. All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to do a lot of a lot more prep work for that episode than we did for this one. <laughs> uh, this this is Apathetic Enthusiasm. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is our fun hangout podcast fun. where we talk about pop culture and the movies we saw last week and, <laughs> and everything that's going on with us lately. If uh, if you enjoy the show, or hey, maybe you don't enjoy the show, but you really want us to know your feelings about something, uh, hit us up over on social media, either on Twitter at Apathusiast, I am at Jokelmino, he's at Steve the Heeb. That's right. Uh, face, Facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show, un, uh, Apathetic underscore Enthusiasm over on Instagram, and then you can send us an email at Apathetic Enthusiasm apathetic enthusiasm <laughs> show at gmail.com yeah enunciate your social media platforms please do, do it annotate the vowels and the consonants <laughs> oh how awful would it be if we did a whole podcast where we just spoke really methodically i like, i would quit ugh. i would quit instantly uh for longtime listeners of this podcast you may be aware that a Marvel movie, yes, was released. That's right. In the last two weeks, that's right. And we're not going to talk about it this week. <laughs> who would we be? Who would we be? Uh, I think we've covered at least half of the Marvel movies over the last three years. Uh, and and I I would like to have a conversation with you, Brandon, about Infinity War, but I definitely don't want to do it at the top of the show. I I think uh, it is a a movie that demands. Silence, uh, as the hashtag uh, states, Thanos demands your silence. Yes. Uh, so, and and I I definitely think uh, for as many conversations as we've had about spoilers and and our, our differing views on spoilers, I think the film uh, works better without you knowing necessarily what's going to happen. Uh, and you may argue that that's not the case, but uh, I I think that is would, a conversation yeah, would definitely. that we can. I would definitely we, argue. We can hold uh, at the at the end of this episode. So all Marvel MCU conversations aside, I want to know what else is going on, Brandon. Okay, all right. All right. Well, we'll uh yeah, I mean we'll we'll get we'll get into Infinity War. I think that's what this episode is going to be about so far as I can tell. Uh but I mean I mean it's a safe bet. It's 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 a it's a safe bet like many things in Marvel. Uh, what have I what have I what have I been up to? Um, you know I I went I went to to Disney World uh, this weekend. I didn't go into okay. Disney World. I just went to like okay. the downtown Disney area. You were you were <laughs> in the resort area. Yeah, which uh, for me feels like I don't know. So, I'm trying to think of something that. That's like walking into an ice cream shop and then leaving with a stick of gum. Like, <laughs> like what's the point? Why did you even go in there? Well, uh, so, so my friend Mike, he, he was down here. Uh, his niece was at the, uh, the cheerleading competitions over at the ESPN's Wide World of Sports or whatever. And so he's down here to visit. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm an hour and a half away. Let's, let's go hang out. And so we so we did. And then we had margaritas because it was Cinco de Mayo, and and it was it was just a pleasure. And the, this so typical, <laughs> so typical. I also had margaritas on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, 
because <laughs> I haven't talked to you yet about it. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Friday, my uh, my my good friend Matt Sizemore, who isn't married to a a a terrible person, his parents came into Tampa because uh, his dad's from here. And then uh, Chelsea and I, we we had we had lunch with them, and that was that was really nice. And that was it was oh it was so nice. It was so nice seeing Lovely. his Lovely. his his parents. Who are who are wonderful people, unlike his wife. And then Wednesday, I got the pleasure of hanging out with oh so lucid, oh Kevo, so lucid. And we we went we went to this place called Cinebistro in Tampa, and the tickets were hella expensive. And that I'm using my my NorCal for that, hella expensive. But it's it, like it's basically a date place. You go in it. It's a really fancy movie theater, and then you can order your food there. <laughs> and you went with. I went with Ke- so I, lucid. I didn't. I didn't know it was Kevin? like a. I didn't know it was a date place, and everyone's like with their dates, like you know, <laughs> give, giving handies and uh, you know, doing things that DJ Khaled wouldn't do. And I just, I just picture this being a scenario like you and me hanging out and being like, ah, man, you know, what I could really go for is like fondue. Oh yeah, that does sound good. <laughs> yeah. And then we like walk into the melting pot and they put us in like one of those two person booths <laughs> yeah. and like the waiter's like, Hey, you know, it's 2018. You guys do yeah. what you want. We're like, no, we just really like melted cheese. Yeah. We like, we like, we like putting <laughs> like, I like cooking meat and then putting it in the Travis's mouth. <laughs> From across Can the... we just skip to the dessert <laughs> portion here? I'm I'm really excited. Mm, dip that strawberries. Uh, so we went to and we saw we saw Infinity War because he had not seen it, and uh, I I had I also spoiled myself well ahead of time, uh, and uh, so it was, it was interesting. And I fell asleep because you know you can drink there, and I've learned my lesson. I swear to God, I've learned my lesson. I will not drink when I go to a movie theater anymore because inevitably I fall asleep. Coraline, I fell asleep. Uh, when I saw Batman versus Superman with you, fell asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and Infinity War, uh, I fell asleep. So, there but it, it was your second viewing of it, also. It it, so. it was, and to be fair, it was during. And this isn't a spoiler part where Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision are first introduced into the movie. It was like. Okay. Like when they're first, I was like, "Oh, sleepy." <laughs> it's all like romantical. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I don't go to Marvel for romance. If I wanted to do that, I'd watch Bridges of Madison County. I have not seen it. It's a romance. Not, uh, not that me not seeing movies is like new for this <laughs> podcast. So, uh, what about, what about uh, you, but dude? What are you into? I'm hoping. I'm hoping that me not seeing movies is is a dying trend. Uh, and oh. that's because I have officially signed up for Movie Pass, and I am waiting to receive the card in the mail. Uh, and I am—I—I I, I wouldn't say I'm an early adopter on this because they've changed their because you're terms not. and conditions like three <laughs> times, and there's a lot of a lot of uh, people that have jumped on the bandwagon. But a lot of people yeah, pissed uh, off too lately. I, and and. Understandably, I think. Um, so yeah, I I I heard about Movie Pass and I didn't really, I kind of brushed it off because I thought there's probably not going to be a theater around me. I'm in a far more rural area, so it's probably not going to be. I expected to be in more like bigger cities and things like that, and I just I didn't I didn't I just overlooked it. 
Yeah. And then uh, when I went to see A Quiet Place, uh, my brother-in-law was in town. My sister-in-law lives in, in Omaha. And so they both had movie pass. And we talked about going to see the movie. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll go. And, like, they've had it for a while. So they're like, yeah, we've both seen it before. But, yeah, well, I mean, we haven't used our movie pass today, so why not? And they had that early version where you can go see a movie every day and it doesn't matter what, uh, like if you've seen it before or not, um, you just have unlimited movies once per day. You just can't reserve in advance and um, like you have to actually like get your ticket at the box office. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're pretty much squared away. So when I saw that, I was like, you know, even if I only use it once or twice a month, it still gets its money's worth. And realistically, I would probably go see movies far more often knowing that I had this golden ticket in my pocket where I could just go see like movies all the time. And I figured out that the movie theater that's like five minutes from my house is yeah. a movie pass theater. So that was a, another huge selling point. Where we saw Coco. Uh, as a that's right. Required that may. So, um, but unfortunately, it was right at that same time when MoviePass started shifting their terms and conditions around so that it was no longer unlimited movies. You could only see, I want to say it was like four movies per month. And then they were giving you like three months of iHeartRadio or something, which seems like a completely unrelated gig and something I was certainly not interested in. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I'm, uh, the ship has sailed on movie pass i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to get one and then they only kept that deal for like a couple of weeks i'm guessing there was a a lot of people upset about it yeah and and they probably saw a significant drop in the number of people signing up yeah uh, so, so they quickly reverted that and it's not 100% back to the way it was when when my sibs in laws uh signed up but it is back to at least um like there's no limit on the number of movies you can see within a month and, and things like that you that, can you yeah. could go and see every movie if you wanted to you, you could the, the the difference now is you can't you can't double up on movies so you can't see the same yeah. movie two times a month uh exactly uh where, where a lot of people are pissed off and because I, I i saw that they had, they had reverted back to that kind of like modified original version of it and so there was an ad on Facebook who isn't looking into my life uh, and, and my soul as we speak. Like Westworld. If you don't pay post. for a service, <laughs> then you're the product. Yeah. Uh, uh, and thanks to everybody that listens to Apathetic Enthusiasm. 100% <laughs> free. Yeah. So in, 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 this, in this Facebook ad, I, I was reading through the comments and there's a lot of angry, ang- angry emotes. And so I was just looking through the comments. A lot of them angry faces and, and their reactions. And ba- and basically there there was there was at some point a deal where it's like you you sign up for four months, you get iHeartRadio and yada yada yada, uh, with that like interim plan, right? The the like four movies a month one. Right. Well, people are stuck in that plan for four months. So they oh. they they're like, oh, we can't get we can't get a refund. We can't switch to this other plan. Uh, and so there's just a lot of people pissed off from from that aspect of it. Well, and I think that makes sense. Um, I I will tell you that 
Movie Pass is one of the first products or services that I have subscribed to in a very long time that I diligently read through terms and conditions. <laughs> I did, I did not go, yeah, I'm sure it's all good, click. Uh I I opened those bad boys up and I, I because I knew that there were some changes to the plan and it wasn't explicitly stated when I was signing up that you could only see each movie one time. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I had a feeling that was one of those things that, that came over from, from the, the previous plans. So yeah, I found that in the terms and conditions. There's also a couple of somewhat interesting things as well. Uh, one of them being, if you choose to cancel your movie pass, you cannot renew your subscription for nine months after canceling. Oh, which that's a thing. I feel like <laughs> is is kind of a strange, arbitrary thing, but also makes a lot of sense because if I'm sitting here at the end of summer and all the summer blockbusters that I want to see have come out, and there's nothing really projected to come out that I care to see for maybe a month or two months. Yeah. Then if I have the option to cancel, then you kind of get, you kind of end up piecemealing your, your payments. And then, then people can only renew for the months where they really want to see a movie. And I think that probably hurts their business model. So that nine month period is like, well, if I want to see the, the blockbusters that come out around Christmas, then I should probably keep it. Yeah. And then, oh, well, then summer's right around the corner, yada, 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 right? Meg, yeah. Uh, I mean, and then sense. the other thing is is like the the no 3D or deluxe screen option. So if if you like want to go see it in IMAX or uh, I know like the theater near me has like a, I, the theater I saw uh, Infinity War in was like a DLX or something, like some crazy like, yeah. name for a big theater some acronym that really it's like a proprietary for that particular theater exactly and and while there are benefits i think to those rooms uh i'm for the most part okay seeing it in standard format in the just just regular big screen instead of the really big screen <laughs> right 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 yeah, I, I I thought you know we, we we talked about it just briefly a couple of days ago, and I'm like, you know, I'd probably be more likely to go see some of these movies in the theater if if I had it, you know, Solo and Deadpool two and uh, I mean Ant Man vs Wasp I'm gonna go see uh, without without a doubt, uh, but some of these other movies I'm like, uh, I don't I don't want to pay for for it, and even some that maybe. I don't have a radar on some of the the less popular ones that are that are coming out that as really as as somebody who should be a film buff should be more of a film buff than he currently is you know I would go see if I if I had a movie pass of some form well and I think that like for me the close proximity to the theater um it helps a lot with if if Sheena is wanting to watch Grey's Anatomy on a Thursday night and there's a movie I haven't seen out and the kids are in bed and I'm like, you know what? I could, I could pop, I, you know, check my phone. Oh, there's a bunch of seats available. Let me roll down there and watch a movie. Like one, I'm totally not against seeing movies by myself. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. 
even if I'm legitimately the only person in the theater, because I've done that a few times. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, I I think that a huge hesitation for me is like, well, do I really want to you know roll down there and, and drop ten bucks on this movie? Or I've already spent the ten bucks. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go check it out. There's also there's also a lot of random opportunities where uh, I have a I have a day off that my kids are still in school. And and then so Sheen and I have this like block of time during the day with no kids where we could very easily go see movies together. Yeah. Uh so so that I think might become a thing more often, although summer vacation is only a few weeks away. So we'll see. Uh, uh speaking speaking of uh, before we get into Infinity War, I do want to ask you brought up a good thing. Uh and I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before, but what's the first movie you remember seeing by yourself in the theater? Do, do you oh, do you remember? Gosh. That doesn't feel like something that you would commit to memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um for whatever reason, one of the earliest ones that stands out in my head is when I went and saw that horrible remake of Fantastic Four oh, uh, yeah. when I was like alone in St. Louis and we were doing this podcast. But I know I've seen movies uh, before that, you know, like Fire. alone before, even before we probably did this podcast. So um, I think because uh, having a job that requires you to occasionally travel, uh, one of the things that you do when you're alone in a city and you have an afternoon to kill is you go see a movie That's or right. two. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I've i probably been doing that for a long time. And, yeah, I don't know. But I definitely do not remember. what. Do you have a vivid recollection of the movie you saw, I, you saw by yourself? I do. I, I, know, I know the exact movie. I don't remember the exact day, but uh, I can narrow it down because I went and saw The Time Machine with Guy Pierce when I was uh, living in Little Rock by myself because nobody wanted to see it rightfully so in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know i was uh, uh i was like oh the time machine oh i love guy pierce memento i'm gonna go see this um and and, and i and i don't see ah, i don't see movies by myself very often because i'm kind of you know i don't know, I, I i'm i'm i like being by myself but i don't like being by myself by myself <laughs> you don't like being by yourself in a group of people. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Is, is part of it. And that extends to like cons or really any anything where there's, I just, I don't know. I, I need somebody with me usually. Like, like, gotta eating, have that wingman. Eating yeah. a, at a restaurant by myself? No. Hate it. It, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I would much rather see a movie by myself than eat at a restaurant by myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that is, that is a weird thing. Oh yeah. I really don't <laughs> enjoy that. And, and, and I, I've heard like a lot of people, especially people that travel a lot. They're like, Oh, if you're by yourself or you're in a new city, um, if the, if the restaurant has like a bar that where they serve food at the bar, like go eat at the bar because then inevitably you'll be like around other people. And so then you can kind of like strike up conversations whether it's with the bartender or with it's with other people at the bar 
but I always feel so like awkward. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just be like, "Hey, random stranger, hey bar, what you drinking? Hey barkeep, like, <laughs> <laughs> two whiskeys, leave the bottle." Yeah, I, and it, I mean, I have a phone now, so it, it's it's a little bit different. <laughs> I, I know you could just talk to me in Messenger the whole meal. Like you don't need other people. And, uh, yeah, well, and that's the you know you know as well as I do. That's exactly what happens. Like, all right, uh, who's online? Somebody talk to me. Somebody talk to me. Oh, I'm gonna go on Twitter, <laughs> and then I don't pay attention to anybody else. Uh, it's fun. Uh, it's, it's it's what's fun. wrong with our society now. Yeah. Nobody ever talks to each other anymore. <laughs> no, never. I've not said a word to anybody else except you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I traveled a little bit this week. Uh, it was very uneventful. Um, I got to say I'm not a crazy fan of Southwest Airlines uh, and specifically their their boarding process. Or the cracks um, in their windows. I I can't I can't say that I didn't think about being sucked out of the plane every time <laughs> I rode in a Southwest yeah. jet this week. Rest rest in peace that businesswoman who was only like thirty five or something like that. Yeah, that that's not good PR. Yeah, at no. all. Uh, but people are still lining up in numerical order to to board <laughs> their flight with with free sit where you want seating. Uh, so in some ways, Southwest is is like Thanos in the sense that it, it wants to kill half of the passengers that it has on board, <laughs> uh, which I think is the most uh, ham fisted <laughs> uh, <laughs> Infinity Stone covered uh, way of, of thrusting us into <laughs> a, a, a discussion that, that, that will definitely take a significant amount of time. Uh, we're going to talk Infinity War. Uh, it is a Marvel tradition here at Apathetic Enthusiasm That's right. to discuss uh, recent Marvel films. That's right. So uh, I, I, I cannot stress this enough. If you have not been one of the people to donate over a billion dollars to the Marvel company, <laughs> uh, to, and you haven't gone and seen this movie, uh, go see it. You, you really should go see it. Uh, and, and then and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Uh, but I really I really would not recommend uh, listening to the rest of this episode. Brandon, you feel that spoilers do not ruin the the movie to a full extent, or at least you alluded to that. And I I want to start with why you think that. Yeah, we I mean we we've we've talked about this this before. Uh, so before we get into uh. Infinity War and the spoiler-filled Infinity War, because I mean, if you're listening to a podcast about Infinity War and you you haven't seen the movie or you don't care about spoilers, there, there's no reason you'd be. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this if you were afraid there's going to be spoilers. So let's just let's just face it, it. You don't need our opinion for why do you need to see this movie. Yeah. Like, go see it. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> like, um, so before before the movie came out officially a, a co-worker of mine he he saw uh, like 45 minutes of, of the movie and and he's like oh man very nice i saw i, I caught 45 minutes of the movie and oh, i saw a lot of stuff and uh, I'm like oh cool tell me about it and i was with my buddy don and he was like yeah tell us he's like oh you guys you guys don't care about spoilers I'm like no just 
tell us. I just want to, I just want to hear about it. Uh, and then, so he proceeded to tell us about what is wrong with you. No, I go ahead. So, so he proceeded to tell us a bunch of stuff and, uh, and both Don and I were like, Oh, that, cool yeah that, that that's cool and like we we're like looking around making sure no one else is around to to to, to overhear it like oh that, that sounds that sounds awesome and this guy omar he he changed some details from for some of the spoilers like he was protecting us from stuff it, it was really weird and i called him out uh the, after i saw the movie uh but my, my thing is it's just like i've read read novels right read novels of stories before they turned into movies and i've i've read game of thrones before the the show got to the the point like major points in the the plot uh, to to me if a story is good if if the twists are good it doesn't matter if i'm surprised by it i don't need to be surprised by it because a a good story is a good story and good character development is good character development if it's on screen in, in front of you. And uh, some of the things that happen in Infinity War, I don't... I, the, it, the, the twist doesn't need to happen to me. In, in some ways, if you are familiar with the comics in any way, shape, or form, you, you can't go into this movie and be surprised with the things that happen. Maybe some specifics... <laughs> And I'll agree, I'll agree with that. I think on on the face of of everything, like this movie was almost too predictable in in what like it felt very linear and very much like everything just kind of went as it should. I I I wasn't really surprised by too many things that happened in the first maybe two thirds of the film. Um. I, I certainly didn't expect. Well, and okay, so we're we're officially in spoiler territory, so let we'll roll through it. The opening sequence. Wait, 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 with... wait, 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 wait. I mean, the, 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 well, before before we start there, before we start there, I mean, the the, the question you asked me is like, uh, like, why are you why are you okay with spoilers? Uh, and and so it going back to you know the discussions we've had before, like you are completely averse to spoilers like gold cold cut cold cut trio oh man that's so, such a good i would sandwich. i would I, well and and good the thing is, is you you <laughs> say you've read a book and so like you feel like that's the same as spoilers and and i would argue it's not uh an author that writes a novel i i am i am much more willing to hear their adaptation of a story because they're better at telling stories than the person that I ran into from high school who saw the movie before me, who was like, Oh, Han Solo gets killed. (laughs) Right. Or like that, that doesn't, that, 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 that steals something away from that moment for me, I think. Okay. Yeah, you know, and 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 I I think you know I read the Hunger Games right. I read the Hunger Games series before all the movies came out, and there were elements in in Mockingjay that were really like strong, and I think uh, when I saw the movie, it didn't hit as much for me, 
Um, I think the movie did a a bad job of depicting what the what the book said. Um, but I think maybe maybe it's just I have an issue issue with uh, having stories or even elements of stories spoiled for me before I can experience it for myself in the moment of it. So whether that is through written form or it's through, like, I don't want a book spoiler either necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. So I think alternately is the, the idea that, uh, when, when you're going into something cold Turkey or, or cold, right. And, and and you don't know what to expect. I I go all the way back to Independence Day when I saw it in the theaters, right? Way way back when I saw the, all the, all the trailers, I was like, oh my god, friggin' Independence Day is gonna be the best movie ever! Yeah! And then I went in, and my expectations were just so damn high that that nothing nothing that came out of the movie uh, could could compare. Over the years, side note, I I I like the movie and I appreciate the movie. Uh, and, and so, so for me, like having people tell me, like, I don't mind if people tell me, tell me stuff, uh, every once in a while, there are a few exceptions. Um, I don't mind reading. I don't like, I don't mind reading Wikipedia or I don't, I don't mind going on Reddit and, and looking at theories that are probably right. Most of the time, I don't mind because part of that is tempering my expectations. And if I know something that that's, that's coming up and like, I hear it, I'm like, okay, oh, that, 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 that is cool. I want to see that on the screen. Uh, I know that, that it happens. I know that it's a, a thing that happens. I'm not, I'm not living off of some uh, idealistic version of what I want the movie to be. I'm seeing, oh yeah. Uh, Iron Man wears a, a sombrero and he dances the jig. Fantastic. That's what I want to see. So I, I think I think what this all boils down to is a cup a couple of, of differences in, in in our our characters or our uh personalities. Yeah, definitely. Uh wh- one being the uh somewhat more analytical way that I think you, you watch certain movies. Um uh, at least more so than I do. I I'm not saying you you're incapable of escaping into a story or things like that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I have a tendency to really let myself go uh, with certain, uh, you know, stories and things like that. I tend to read slower in general when I'm reading a book. Uh, and, and I think it's because I read internally the way I would tell the story to someone, I think. Like, I, 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 I am presenting that story to myself, uh, if, if that's... If that, makes any sense yeah it does um so and 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 if we want to bring it all the way back uh to the show that started started it all uh lost right (laughs) yeah um we got together on on lost and we had really epic hangouts uh watching lost together with 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 a group of friends and i would passionately avoid season finale spoilers yeah and we had multiple friends who were eager to go look those spoilers up and they were respectful enough to to know that i didn't want to know any spoilers and we would watch season finales where i was blown away by by what happened and i'd look over at one of those friends and they just sit there like yeah hmm. and i'm like 
that was incredible, wasn't it? And they're like, well, yeah, it it was exactly what the spoiler said. And I was like, okay, like, why are you doing this? Like my elation, the, the, the feeling that I had, the excitement I had about the episode, I felt was so much higher than what they were experiencing because they had read about it on a message board or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, a day before or something. And, 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 and that's not to take away from their elation. Uh, I mean, for, for me, you know, I, I have that, that similar feel of elation. If, if I read or somebody tells me about a spoiler, cause I'm like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. We just have it. We just have it at different times. And then, uh, when we actually watch something, it actually, we, we see it on the screen and we're like, yeah, okay. That, that matches the expectation. Like that, that is, that's, that the elation we had initially is still there. It's just in a different form now. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of, I, I'm not very good at pretending to be excited for stuff or, or I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not an excited, excited. <laughs> I'm not an excitable person. When Chelsea got <laughs> me the Wii U, like I was excited. I was surprised that she got it for me. Um, when she told me to check under the bed for a, a present, like I knew what it was and I was like, I'm excited but out on the outside, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Thank you. Oh my god, this is really that's so nice. That's, that's, I didn't even <laughs> see that coming. And it's not the reaction that she wanted. Um, but she wanted you to like flip over the bed and yeah. tear your shirt. But yeah. but inside, I'm like, oh yeah, she fucking got me that shit. <laughs> she does love me, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's I'm self conscious. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I get that. Uh, so I, I don't know, mark this down as the umpteenth time <laughs> we've discussed our, our differing views on spoilers. Um, but I don't know. I, and I, I, you've seen infinity war twice. Yeah. And, and so you have the ultimate spoiler of actually seeing the full movie, uh, <laughs> and then going and experiencing it again. Did you feel like a significant difference in your appreciation of the film between the between the two viewings? Uh, no, not 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 a significant not a significant difference. If any, if anything, there I caught when you when you see it, you know, when you see anything multiple times, you see things that they hint at in the beginning of the movie, and then you know they it pays off at the end. Or um, if it doesn't pay off at the end, you know that at some point in time in the sequel it'll pay off uh right yeah so there's there's a few things like that and we can talk about that when we actually get into the the movie itself but i mean for the most well, part well, no no time like the present let's <laughs> let's let's dive right in okay well so so a couple a couple things in in the movie uh at, at the very beginning um you know uh doctor strange talks about well it's not the very beginning of the movie but he's talking about the time stone and not giving away the time stone and, and, and protecting it with his life. And uh, just, I mean, beyond giving it to Thanos at, at the end of the movie, you know that, there, that there's, there, there's a, a much bigger plan that he has with it. And, and beyond just giving it to, to Thanos, uh, I, I feel like there, there's more to that than just handing it to Thanos. Um, the the second thing is uh, I forget Black Panther's sister's name, um, T'Challa's sister's name. The first time I watched mm-hmm. it, I, I didn't. A lot of the stuff that was happening in Wakanda was happening just so fast. It was just 
like oh this this is over here this is over there blah blah blah, blah. um so the first time i i watched it i didn't even think about what she was doing with uh the mine the the mind stone in vision's head mm-hmm. uh yeah but on rewatch i'm like oh yeah she completely finished what she was doing with that mind stone like when that goblin looking dude <laughs> surprised her yeah like yeah. she had she that was her finishing the mindstone stuff so vision spoiler is dead but i don't think he's really dead i think she just has to restart him um and we don't see her just dis- turn turn him off and on again yeah. that's all you, i mean <laughs> yeah uh we don't see her die we don't see her uh, disappear in dust so i'm imagining that she uh brings back vision for the sequel ooh okay but did we see vision dust away? No, he doesn't dust away. He didn't. He didn't. Confirmed. Okay. Second time. Uh, <laughs> which we'll talk all about he's, dusting. He's a uh, robot. Here, leaning up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, you talk about the beginning of the film. Yeah. Which which starts with uh, most of uh, what are they? I'm blanking now. Um, Wakanda. Thor. Th- Thor's the Thor's Avengers. People. The Avengers, oh the, yeah, yeah, as yeah. guardians, uh, the the few that remain have pretty much been killed off. Uh, as Thanos and crew are are looking for the Tesseract, uh, and 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 they've got they've got Loki there with with Thor and and Hulk, and uh, the the way that the scene concludes uh, is with the the death of Loki. Which we've seen Loki die um, in a, in a less permanent fashion in previous films, uh, but this one definitely feels pretty permanent. Uh, and I feel like this was a good setup for the rest of the film in terms of very early taking a character that has been around for a very long time and saying, "All right, this guy's dead." So, uh, pretty much everybody is is at risk yeah and nobody's and, safe and and you need to have your your guard up watching the rest of this film because we're willing we're willing to to take out major characters that that fans have enjoyed for a long time and, and, and what and what does it say about about loki's character that he has been pretty much this this the bad guy he's been he's been the main uh you know, Marvel bad guy for, for a while. Uh, and then we, I mean, he was legit the bad guy in the first Avengers. Yeah. Movie. Like, and then we forget yeah. all about Heimdall getting killed, <laughs> you know? So, so Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, which, yeah, uh, that's true. He, he's another major loss. Um, pulling out the last ditch effort <laughs> on, uh, you know, MacGuffining Hulk back to, uh, earth yeah um you, the bifrosting him all the way down yeah I, you know it, it's it's it, it is a it is a really good setup and you have to you have to kind of gut punch the audience into being like the stakes are real guys uh and, and even with thanos saying uh, no resurrection this time you know in his in his nutsack chin voice <laughs> um you know, like we, 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 the audience, the audience needs that, and, and I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to bring up the folks who aren't familiar with the comics, and 
people like my wife, Chelsea, uh, you saw it with Sheena, I, right? Yeah, who not only is not familiar with the comics, but has skipped like f- three or four of the last six or seven Marvel movies. Yeah. So. And, yeah. And, and also people bringing in their kids, right? They've, up to this point in time, the Marvel movies have been like very not that dangerous, right? Like pretty child friendly. And for the first 30 minutes, for Hulk to get his ass kicked, Loki to die, Heimdall to get stabbed in the chest, all the stuff, and people have their six-year-olds in the audience, right? Like, yeah. oh, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> let me, let me tell, tell, talk to my kid about life and death right now. Uh, I, I think that's, yeah, it's a gut punch, like I said. Yeah, I and and then we we move on with some more traditional Marvel banter. You get to see Tony Stark and then and then quickly some of the the other Marvel films start to collide as as Doctor Strange and uh and and Iron Man are are sort of thrust together uh with with what's going on and then oh all of a sudden, you know, Hulk is here or uh, Banner, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, uh, <laughs> yeah, Travis, Travis's yeah. doppelganger with with hair, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then and then we get some cool team ups and and then like these mini fights where you know it isn't even Thanos, but there's still these super powerful you know Thanos minions that are really you know giving the Avengers a run for their money. Uh, and I, I don't, I really, I really enjoyed those scenes and, and enjoyed a lot of the early fights and the way that they were bringing characters together and sort of merging, you know, franchises that were all, we all knew that they were in the same universe, but they never really crossed and, and how, and how well they were able to blend those, those storylines together. Yeah. Two, two things. One, I, w- I want to ask you about. Well, I'll, I'll start this. I'll, I'll I'll say them both, and then then we'll then we'll start in order. One, the um the Black Order, I think, is what the, what they're called, uh, with Proxima Midnight and the and the the Maw and that the big dude. Um, talk about those guys, and then also talk about the the genre shifting. So first, the Black Order, like, and I think I think I messed that up. I think it's called something different, maybe. I don't know. I, I had a lot of wine. The, the, those guys, you talk about uh, Thanos's minions. Which which one? Which which of those characters worked for you, and which ones of them didn't? Um, I thought that the guy that, uh, like the the, the telepath. He, he was dude. he was the, he was the telepath that yeah, that, the mom. that that took. Uh, yeah, I he worked for me. I think uh, he had he had some some odd qualities, and I think the the voice acting or whatever um, I may have may have kind of been on the fence about. But for the most part, like he seemed like a legitimate like, yeah, this guy on his own could could really you know stand out and be a villain in in another movie or something. Uh, the others, I I gotta be honest, felt a little interchangeable to me. And I, they just seemed like generic. 
generic bad bad guys you know minions or whatever yeah yeah so uh so th- there's there's a big guy with like the anchor i guess that extends <laughs> like um right. uh like roadhog and <laughs> um overwatch overwatch uh so there, there's that dude proxima midnight is the the female with the with the horns and then mm-hmm. uh and then the random guy who looks like green goblin uh, who has a name, I'm sure, but <laughs> it's never mentioned. Um, it certainly won't be mentioned on this podcast. Def, definitely, definitely not. Like the 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 big guy and the goblin dude. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what they. I don't really know what they brought. So I, I didn't really, didn't really care for them. The, the Proxima Midnight is is the female, and she's the one with the horns. And my biggest, my biggest issue with her is that the. She was all of her was CGI, like her face is CGI, and right, yeah, that is such a, uh, you know, as a, as a makeup artist that I am, that is such an easy prosthetic, <laughs> to, to to make for for a woman that I didn't know why they had to make her entirely CGI, and and some of the some of the fighting later on, like this is it it doesn't seem necessarily realistic. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. And I think that um yeah, there were certainly moments where I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know. There there were times when I didn't think about the fact that they were CGI. I just kind of I I let it go. Yeah. Uh, especially with the visual spectacle that the movie is, like you kind of have to not nitpick all of it. But then there were certainly times where you're like that's that's a video game cutscene. That's that is not, you know, I mean, I, full credit to the amazing work that all of the artists do to make this this movie possible, but they're not going to nail it, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred. And and I think sometimes with full CGI characters that are supposed to look more humanoid than less, uh, there's there's still times where you know it's like, yeah, that's that's a CG character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes absolutely uh and then uh I, I keep saying ma and i forget forget his first name or last name whatever like he's 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 bitching and uh he's a character that in a normal marvel movie would be the main villain of the entire thing absolutely uh yeah, for sure and so 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 i i dug him and the way that uh spider-man <laughs> planned to get rid of him yeah, from that super old movie, Aliens. <laughs> oh, one more pop culture reference. Just don't know more. Um, okay, so so the second thing is the the blending of genres, and and this is something I mentioned to you before, which was this is the benefit that Marvel has had over the DCU uh, over over the last couple, you know, ten years, right? Is Marvel has has built up these different aspects of the Marvel universe, whether it's technology with Iron Man or uh, the mystics arts with Doctor Strange or the space stuff with with Thor, uh, Thor of Dark World and uh, Guardians Thor, as well. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, right? And and Thor started off, you know, kind of an Earthbound tale, and then kind of worked towards space. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is in space, and so you establish all these characters over over the years, and then eventually 
because the the genres in the their individual movies are starting to mix and match, then you're able to pull them together a little bit more. So Guardians of the Galaxy is pure space. Thor was earthbound, then kind of started space, then full space. And so, of course, Thor Ragnarok leads into eventually Guardians of the Galaxy meeting up with them because now those genres are the same. And go go ahead. Oh, and and I and I agree with you and and everywhere that you're going with this, but it also it's establishing a a larger cinematic universe, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're not they're not establishing a cinematic city or 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 country or earth. They have really done the work and produced the films to establish this universe. And I and I think that that is why you can take a character like Spider-Man who had one movie yeah. previous to this that really only existed in New York. Like it was, and it was, it wasn't an origin story. It was a, here's what our Spider-Man looks like, but he wasn't out, you know, traveling the universe and you can immediately take him and slap him on the outside of a spaceship and, and send him out into space. And it doesn't feel completely you know out out of out of sync right because they have done the work to really establish everything from earth out so that it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's in a different movie he's in the wrong spot yeah he fits in with everything else that they're trying to do spider-man is associated with iron man who is associated with thor who's associated with guardians of the galaxy in space like it uh, the these these the six degrees of separation of all these characters if you if you took iron man the first iron man movie and you immediately sent him to fight thanos on titan you would have thought man that that movie is not good it would have yeah yeah it, it would not yeah. it would not have been a good movie you didn't build up to it um well and and you you look back i mean the first avengers movie i remember how like freaking excited i was for that film and that was the battle of new york right? yeah that was yeah. that was a battle in one city you know uh, several city blocks were torn up uh so like to take that and now we're talking about the universe hangs in the balance um they have really done an excellent job of ramping up you know where they are working over the course of a decade to make this film not only feel like legitimately like it fits into, you know, the, the entire MCU, but just like, it, it feels like it's coming at the right time. Uh, so yeah. Um, and, and this, this brings me to kind of a, a thought about there, there's some, some viewers who have critiques about this, this film, which is, sure. Uh, you know, here here's a new avengers age of not age of ultron the infinity war and like i i think i read on um av club maybe it was it seemed like an ad for all the 10 years of marvel movies before it and it, i mean i mean what what do you feel about that that critique like oh this is just an ad for all the movies that came before it to go rewatch all the movies before it i I I don't agree with that. Just off 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 the top, like for having heard that for the first time, I don't necessarily agree. I feel like it it honors those previous movies and it 
it doesn't necessarily toss them out and say, you know, like, oh, we're going to do what we want now, even though all these other movies exist. Like, they're they're not doing what, and I love the Batman franchises, and uh, if, there's a, if there's a DC character that I really uh, am faithful to, I think it would be Batman. Uh, but they kind of reinvented Batman over and over again, and they're like, okay, here's what worked with Michael Keaton, but we're going to go in a slightly different direction now that Val Kilmer is... In the, in the bat suit and oh yeah you know plastic nipples well that's a thing you know and and then and then you get christopher nolan control and and he does something insanely awesome so they but it's it doesn't you don't feel like you could take a michael keaton you know uh like villain or something and slap that in with like a, a Christopher Nolan movie and it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like it connects. So yeah. I think, I think that yes, these may feel like advertisements or, or things that point to those previous films, but that's because they all tie in together. They all still matter. And those previous films, like they're not just necessarily one-offs that, that don't tie in aside from maybe some of those Hulk movies where they were trying to, trying to get that system figured out. Um, <laughs> But for the most part, they've done a really good job as a studio of of building this huge epic twenty something hour uh you know bundle of content yeah so i I feel like i and 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 the way that that ties in with the tradition of collecting comics also i yeah. I feel like we're m c u is doing a really great job of making movies feel the way that collecting comics kind of feels like where you can have these adventures and maybe the series of films that kind of tie together, but then all of those will will be a part of this massive event that comes out and and you're not going to get a full movie of Iron Man. You're not going to get a full movie of what Captain America has been doing, you know, in Wakanda, but we know that whatever he was doing, you know, something happened and he's got, he's got his team still. And, and when it was necessary, they, they showed up. So I don't know. I feel, I feel like obviously this is one half of, of a two part story. Yeah. So we don't have all the answers with this movie and I'm okay with that. Uh, but I still feel like this movie was complete in telling uh, one very important side of that story. You're, you're right. You're right. It, it goes, it goes back to the serialization of movies and, you know, going back to it, it's, it's like comic books and you're, you're telling, you're telling a whole story with some, with some offshoots and how those movies come back into the main storyline of, of, of where Marvel is trying to take the ultimate story of, of Thanos. Uh, and, and that, um, I'll, I'll just bring it up for now. the, I don't know if it's criticism necessarily, but an article I read on AV Club. This one I, I know was an AV, AV Club talking <laughs> about. Oh, we just we just watched Infinity War and all this dark, dis, dismal stuff and this hopelessness of of Thanos killing everybody, half of half of the universe. And now we're expected to go into Ant Man and the Wasp and just have a good old time. Um. And and the article completely misses the point in the history of Marvel of there's a reason movies are put in specific places in 
in the rotation. And we, we already know that Ant-Man and the Wasp actually takes place uh, after Civil War and leading up to Infinity War, probably to include some of Infinity War stuff. There's there's a point, there's a reason that this movie is in that spot. We don't know what it is, but we know that it's there for a reason. Same reason we know that Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s and happens, it comes out like a month and a half before the sequel to Infinity War. There's a reason behind it. And and so I think the article completely misses that that aspect. Yeah, Captain Marvel, I think, is going to be our first real genuine origin story that we've had in, in in a Marvel film, maybe since Iron Man. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of origin stories, I think, <laughs> uh, since Iron Man, but I, I don't know. Like I, Ant-Man was kind of an origin story. Um, and, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say black Panther even felt like an origin story because we got to know, uh, a decent amount about who T'Challa was through civil war. Yeah. Uh, so then it was that like the, like the door was already opened and then we really just got to step through and see like what, what Wakanda was like. And, 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 and we learned a lot more about Wakanda. Uh, but yeah, I think because Captain Marvel, the film was supposed to take place in the nineties, you got that young, uh, Nick Fury, and <laughs> yeah. and you know like all the stuff that they're that they're the paparazzi's grabbing pictures of um i i don't know i'm excited for it and uh yeah i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes but it you're right like the timing of it is all coming together to kind of uh pave the way for this next phase it's in str- in whatever marvel can do as it, a studio it's it's strategic and 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 good on uh the marvel studios for really really putting it together and i'm not not that any of them listen to this but i'm not even trying to blow smoke up their ass like i mean they they've they've planned it they've planned it well in advance for a long time and yeah. and they they nailed well, it i mean the first avengers movie is when we first got a glimpse at thanos right yeah. That post credit scene was yeah. the first like, hey, he's coming. Check out, check <laughs> out what's going on. Yeah, and then really everything's every movie has kind of been had some sort of thing going on with an Inf- Infinity Stone or or something. Uh, which there's a lot more I want to discuss about this movie itself, but I'm curious as to what you think. Moving past the second Infinity War movie, mm-hmm. like. W- w- what is what do they do like they're not looking for stones anymore <laughs> they're not worried about infinity gauntlets they're, thanos will be dealt with as as he'll be dealt with uh so i mean is it is this going to be really the first like new phase in 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 marvel where they're actually tackling something completely different like and and are you excited about that yeah i, I mean Ah, uh, I mean, there, there's uh, obviously Marvel has gone on to do lots of comics other than <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet storylines, uh, variations of Infinity Gauntlet. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the scrolls. People talk about the scrolls, right? Because they, they, uh, Captain Marvel's a big scroll per- person with a Cree and all that. Uh, yeah, that might tie in some more X-Men if we can get them back into the, the, the MCU. 
Have you seen the meme of Mickey with the Infinity Gauntlet and he's putting all the studios in and he's like <laughs> dropping the 20th Century Fox stone I, into the gauntlet? I haven't. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. Just do it, Mickey. Just just do it. Uh so, <laughs> but I mean like I I'm not going to I'm not going to say I'm not interested in in what happens after, but I would almost they they've they, they've said that after the Avengers four, which is will be the sequel, like it'll be a dramatic shift in status quo for for the rest, and I'll wait till then to decide if if that's something I want to keep my interest in, uh, and, and I, I think that's something that that Marvel risks is people being like, okay, we did it, cool, you did yeah. it, it was great, now now we're okay to be um, burnt out on it. <laughs> yeah yeah i and i think everybody's been waiting for this the this series um so okay let's talk about the big finale yeah. of infinity war uh thanos uh with what is it stormbreaker yeah. uh, plunged through his chest uh awesome awesome weapon so cool seeing thor back uh, with the lightning skills just tearing it up in wakanda uh side note side note on my side note. Uh, so Sheena hasn't seen Black Panther. Yeah. And nor has she seen like half of the last like five Marvel films. <laughs> so every time they went to a new location that she wasn't familiar with, she would be like, hey, hey, is this Wakanda? <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is this is like the collector's place or like no this is Nevedalir or whatever yeah and so finally they go to Wakanda and boom big on the screen it says Wakanda and I just go hey hey (laughs) this is Wakanda um but yeah like so we get to the end uh and Thanos snaps his fingers yeah and and immediately cut to very sort of mind trippy space trippy uh, baby environment Gamora. baby Gamora and I want to know what is your what is your interpretation of that scene do you do you feel like that is just a visual representation of Thanos's feelings? Do you feel like he actually went to a place? Do you feel like he actually communicated with a version of Gamora? Or is that just, was that more artistic uh, symbolism? Uh, So I'm pretty sure that it's confirmed by the Russo brothers that that is, that's in the soul stone. Like that. So that's actually taking place inside the soul stone, uh, which is the place for those who watch the movie where, uh, that's that's the one that Thanos kills Gamora to to get. He, tra- right. he trades her soul for the Soul Stone. Uh, so so it's pretty much confirmed that that is in fact it, that that happens. That's it. You know, it's a trippy version, but that's him talking to Gamora inside the Soul Stone. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, interesting scene. I I was into it. Um, and then we come back. And Thanos backs out of of the fight. He walks away. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And all of a sudden, people start 
turning to dust, turning to ash, turning to dust, uh, and some really big names. I'll, I, I want to say it was Bucky. That was one of the first ones, mm-hmm. uh, to to dematerialize because I remember watching it happen to him and not fully getting it yet. Like, and I think it was like his arm, uh, his his fake arm, yeah, <laughs> uh, like like starts is one of the first things to s- sort of dissolve, and I'm like, oh, did Thanos do something where he undid? like unnatural things or things that you know and then and so and so from the time it goes from his fingertips to his shoulder and the rest of him i was like okay well that's not it <laughs> like yeah. uh but about a thousand ideas went through my head of like oh maybe they're gonna do this weird thing where like you know maybe they don't have their powers or maybe they don't have this or like something something strange is gonna happen there and then know that he straight up straight up just dies and then we start cutting through uh some pretty major names uh all disappearing uh just call them out as as uh, just just this yeah. we're gonna publicize the spoilers here. black panther um, black panther was black panther was the one that made me audibly say something out loud in the theater yeah what, 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 went, what, what oh you, no what did you oh you said it. I, said. I think so i was like no no way you're no like, way you're like, is... oh god oh god oh god are you kidding me no way is the exact wording I used, because uh, as he started to to disappear, I was like, "Ah, come on! He he just had a super successful movie come out. <laughs> no way!" Um, uh, just oh, don't how you many... don't you kill Falcon? Don't you kill Falcon? Oh, Falcon said, "Oh, you gonna kill all the black people?" Oh, War Machine's still here. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. War Machine's still here. We're uh, good. We're good. Um, pretty much every Guardian. Uh, the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, Gro- Groot was a rough one. Have you read the article saying what what Groot's what yeah. Groot's last line yeah, was? Yeah. So so Groot's Ooh, last that was some heavy stuff. Yeah. James Gunn confirmed that Groot's last line, "I am Groot," is him saying "Dad" to Rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's that. that kick kick them all are down. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, obviously the super hard one to watch. Uh, was Spidey, yeah, uh, and 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 there's a lot of discussion about uh, him having Spidey sense, and so that's why he had the most uh, mm. sort of knowing reaction yeah. that it was going to happen. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I also read that that was an improvised scene. Sad lib, um, yeah. So you know, it could be both. It could be both. Props to props to Tom, but. Um, yeah, I did I thought, whew, yeah, that one was rough. Yeah, and that's when I was like, um, oh, he's just a, he's just a kid, man. He's just yeah, a kid. Yeah. He doesn't, that doesn't deserve that. Uh, I'm reliving the scene a little bit right now as we talk <laughs> about it. Um, it was, it was, it was super heavy, and and I thought it was shot really well, and it was one of those things where you went through the whole movie, and there were a couple of major deaths. We had the early ones we talked about with Loki. We talked about, we didn't really talk about it, but. Uh, Thanos trading Gamora's soul. Uh, that was that was a tough one, but I feel like those were the only real like major character deaths in the film. And then all of a sudden, right when you think they're like super close to potentially having a chance in this fight, 
boo, you take out like half of them. Yeah. And just one by one seeing how they go down. Uh, it's really, it's really hard to watch, but at the same time you have that thought in the back of your mind, like there's no way, there's no way that this is like it. They're dead. Like they're gone. And there's an article. I think it might've been on the AV club. (laughs) Uh, where uh, the Russo brothers are talking about those deaths and how a lot of people are like, well, there's, there's a contract for another Spider-Man movie. There's a contract for another, this movie, like they can't really be dead because, you know, obviously we're going to get these guys back and they're very adamant in, in these discussions and these interviews that like they're dead, move on. To the next stage of grief so is that clever marketing or is that is that them twisting the truth to try and drive home the effect of the film like how how do you interpret that talking uh, point well you know if 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 game of thrones is in the, in the in the indication with Jon snow hey dead is dead dead, dead is dead Oh wait! Spoiler: No, he's not. He's not dead. He's he's back in the, in the ne- next season. Uh, he got brought back to life. He was dead. Now he's back to life. Yeah, and I I think that's fair. Like, yeah, they can they could really be dead. Yeah, but they could really be brought back. Yeah, you know, and 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 all, all you could say that well, uh, this is a chance for them to bring back Miles Mor. They could bring Miles Morales in as Spider Man, and they can bring in um. The uh, whoever uh, the one guy who survived in uh, Wakanda, like his like rival tribe, like that dude could be Black Panther. There, there's a couple they they could do things where they bring in they bring back the characters, they bring back the title characters, Spider Man, Black Panther, and as different people, they could do that. Um, but I, I. I don't foresee them doing that. I, I, I don't know if it would be a wise business decision for them. I think there'd be, there'd be pushback, but in the interim, it's good for them to say, no, nah, they're dead. Dead is dead is dead. <laughs> yeah. Dead is dead. Just yeah. like Herman Munster's uh, uh, pet cemetery. <laughs> uh, what did you think about, uh, Peter Dinklage's <laughs> appearance in the film <laughs> well, did, as, as a, as a tiny giant? Do we do we talk about this on uh, International RSS recently? There's there's that scene in International RSS or, or sorry, uh, Rixie Minutes where there's that real quick clip of all the Game of Thrones characters and they're all dwarves, and then Peter Dinklage is the only one who's a regular sized person, and that's exactly what I thought of when I whenever I watched the movie was Peter Dinklage is a dwarf but he's tall, and he's, everyone he's else a is a big dwarf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I thought it, I thought he was awesome. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. My, I, my favorite, what, what else? My favorite part of that is so so funny. Who I don't know who he reminds me of, but um, when Thor's like trying to open the gates, and Peter Dinklage is like, "It'll kill you," and uh, Thor says, "Maybe, but then I might die." <laughs> that's what killing you means (laughs) 
Uh yes, yes. Uh there's some really funny stuff in this movie. A lot of a lot of uh comedic relief. Uh I I want to Okay, I want to I want to talk about the real villain or at least maybe not the the real villain in this movie, but the second villain in this movie. Uh and that is uh Skylord himself. Star Lord. Uh, <laughs> don't don't Skylord him. <laughs> Dig dig back into the uh, backlog for that one. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Peter Peter Quill. Um, ha, ha, do you, do you hate him for what he did, or do you give him the benefit of the doubt because he was acting emotionally? But he really kind of messed things up for the team, uh, who who seemed to have a real solid plan going <laughs> for them. Uh, on I mean, Titan. I mean, it, it was his plan, uh, you know. So just just throwing out of that it was his plan originally. I uh, there, <laughs> shit. We keep going back to AV Club because this. I think this may have been an article. Aesthetic enthusiasm, <laughs> the official, unofficial AV Club. Uh, but the but the article was. Uh, let's talk about who the real villain of the the movie is: Peter Quill, Star Lord. Um, and then people are like semantics. It's he's not a villain because he is he's working with the heroes. He just happens to have a character fall. Uh, a villain would be like he's trying to get Thanos to win. Like that. That's how. It's, uh, anyways, whatever. Yes. Yeah. You are. You are technically correct. We don't. Right. We don't need to get into that. No. Uh, you know, there was a an interesting comment brought up about that, and throughout the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Quill is shown to have uh, these. He's he's not he's not emotionally mature. He's basically a big kid in space, right? And what has happened throughout this throughout uh, volumes one and volume two is he ends up using his emotion at a time to kind of help him win win the day. So uh, in volume two, when he's fighting against his dad, Ego, the Living Planet. At the very end, he finds out that his mom is was was killed. He ego killed his mom, and so he uses he harnesses that rage to like fight ego, and then eventually you know win, um, you know with the guardian's help, and that it paid off for him in in that situation. Uh, what we see at the end of Infinity War is him not winning, not controlling his emotions, and not not winning with his immaturity, not using his emotions to, to actually, uh, you know, take them to a place of victory. Um, so, you know, this is a guy who, uh, his dad killed his mom. Who's his girlfriend's dad killed his daughter, the daughter. He, there's, there's daddy issues in like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's that's, get, he's that's getting, an understatement. He's getting messed with. Issues going on. He's getting yeah. messed with, and you know he picks a bad time to let his emotions get the best of him. That doesn't make him a, a villain. Uh, it just makes him, I mean, just <laughs> emotionally stilted. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the last topics I think I want to cover yeah. in in this, and and you alluded to it early on. Um, but I want to dig into it a little bit deeper is uh, Dr. Strange with the time stone. He, he goes through every possibility 
every possible outcome uh, <laughs> in, his, in his super glitchy state uh, and, and sees so many inevitable outcomes and only one in which they can actually win. Uh, we are then pretty much presented with him and his behavior making it sound like he is doing whatever he needs to do to ensure that that outcome takes place. But there isn't a solid... I mean, it happens before the fight that we just discussed with uh, with Peter Quill and, and everybody else. So, like, do you feel like they're still in the scenario where they're in the winning scenario that Doctor Strange saw? or Or have they already lost? Like, what is... What is your take on it? Well, it it, go, it goes back to to Peter effing up and punching Thanos in the face, and and knocking Mantis off, and Spider Man not getting the gauntlet off, and all that type of stuff. It goes back. It goes back to that because Doctor Strange could have, at any point during that fight, did the time stone and rewound stuff and fixed it. He could have done lots of stuff, knocked knocked Quill out. He could have he could have done that, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. And and so then all the way up until, um, Iron Man getting stabbed with his own laser sword, and er, nano sword whatever, and then handing off the time stone to, to Thanos. I I I mean, even if we didn't know that eventually all these characters would would come back because I mean come on. They they have to. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> they have to. Even even without that, narratively, he he gives it up because, I mean, that's for us. He's already said there's only one one way out of this. Then he gives the time stone up. Uh, he wouldn't have just given up if if that wasn't the one way to <laughs> to 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 beat yeah. Thanos. I mean, yeah, that that makes a ton of sense, and 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 I find it very interesting that in whatever outcome he saw, he saw who would survive and who wouldn't, right? And so he had to know that he would be one of the people that doesn't, and and that Tony's one of the ones that does. Like he, yeah. the fact that he he fought that hard to make sure that Tony survived. Um, also cues up Tony to be pretty important, uh, in the next film. I, 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 I've, I have two thoughts. I always have two thoughts. I, I've, I've come to recently find out two thoughts. <laughs> One, uh, if, if, uh, strange giving up the time stone is, is the one, or if strange giving up the time stone is part of a kind of subsect of, of decisions, Whereas when when Thanos snaps his finger and, and half of uh, the universe is is killed, if that is always random in in all of the different choices that the the Doctor Strange has seen, so in like a, a sample of ten different futures where Doctor Strange gives the Time Stone, if the collection of people who dies is different in each one of those ten, and and so it has to be just the right. <laughs> right amount just the the one right one out of those 10 that is uh iron man nebula rocket captain america war machine etc etc like they have to be the ones to survive 
for the right conditions, the right wind conditions to beat Thanos. So that's the first one. That, that's, that's my first thought. I don't remember what the second thought was necessarily. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was, it was a good one. It was not as good as that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, mm. uh, while you consider your other thought, um, I, I, I would like to say that overall, I really, I really did enjoy the film. I, I'm looking forward to when my movie pass comes in the mail, uh, because <laughs> I, I saw it the first time on my own dime. And, and so I will technically be allowed to, to see it, uh, with the movie pass again. Uh, and, and I intend to do so. Uh, I, I, I would love to know what, what the people listening, uh, think of this movie. Uh, did you love it? Did you hate it? Like, and really what, what you didn't like about the movie, uh, if, if there are certain things, cause, uh, we, we tend to have a pretty positive, uh, bias towards a lot of these films, but, uh, there were times where I felt like the movie was predictable or, or that, um, I don't know the thing with, with Red Skull, oh, uh, yeah. we didn't guarding, talk guarding the soul stone that, that just fell out of place for me. It, it didn't, it really didn't make any sense. Like. I didn't I didn't understand why he was there and maybe I just haven't watched the the first adventure in a really long time but I just I didn't understand why why he was there. It just felt it felt forced to me. Yeah, it, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh I mean, I I watched it twice and I understand I understand why he's put there kind of because he ex- he expositions it <laughs> to us. Uh but the the only thing I think of is in the comics, the stones are pretty much they're they're sentient, so they have wills as well, and they banished him. But I don't know. That's all. That's all I got with that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, if you want to stick to the lore of what's been going on, like he sort of exposes the first uh, Infinity Stone in in sort of this history of uh, yeah of, of bringing Thanos. Uh, all five or all six. So he's the so. he's the emissary, emissary sure. of the time stone, or no, sorry, the so stone. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so everyone who's listening, this is this is uh, probably our longest episode in a long time, and and we want to hear your thoughts. So please, by all means, go out to Twitter at Apathusiast or at Jugglemino or at Steve the Heb. And you tell us what you thought. Are any are any thoughts that we had stupid? I know mine are. Uh, are they great? I know mine aren't. You know, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Uh, also, if you if you haven't had an opportunity to uh, rate or review this show over on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever pocket casts or i don't i don't know like maybe maybe you've built your own custom podcatcher that no one else uses except for you and you just dial right in the rss feeds good for you uh still go go head out there and leave us a a five-star review uh and and maybe maybe write something that you do or don't like about the podcast uh we we certainly appreciate it and it helps other people find the show as well so uh if you could do that that'd be awesome uh hit us up on social media we are we are in the winding down the tail end of season one only about three episodes left uh in season one over on interdimensional rss so uh, it's plugging right along. Yeah, you just chug a chug, chug a uh, chug, chug a chug. Yeah. 
Uh, so so if you if you're a Rick and Morty fan and you somehow haven't heard of that podcast, go go check it out. <laughs> uh, and and that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, maybe maybe I'll have my movie pass and a ton of ton of movies to talk about on our next episode. That that's right. We'll 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 see what's going on next next time on old rapathetic Renthusiasm. <laughs> I've been drinking. Okay, bye. Drinking and then, and then they roll the credits, and then they roll the credits, and then there's the after credit scene. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you and me, and we're like, "Hey, hey, there's only one after credit scene on this podcast because because <laughs> we're gonna make everybody wait for it still." Yeah, thirty minutes, thirty minutes later, and then and then I show you the pager that I still have from 1997, <laughs> the one that my my girlfriend broke up with me with. Yeah, and it just says like one four three on it. <laughs> no, no, it's it's one seven three one seven oh seven one. That's I love you if you read it upside down. God, we're old. <laughs> uh, All right, bye everybody. See you later. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.